This is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. This is Hank. It's October 8, 2023. The Psychology of Mortgage Rates. As many of you know, I, uh, for 30 years, was a practicing psychologist. This is a sort of a eye-opening session where I looked at, where I'm going to look at the psychology of mortgage rates. And let me, let me use a couple examples and then we'll talk about how it could be destroying your investments or giving you an opportunity for some incredible investments. So let me explain that. So about three years ago or so, you could get a five-year mortgage rate for 1.69%. And people looked at that. I know a number of people looked at it and said, yeah, but I can get a variable for less than that. So they opted for the variable. Um, as interest rates started to go up a little bit, people started saying, you know, a 2.5% mortgage rate for five years is too much. I'm sticking with the variable. Now, the psychology of what went on is when you compare the two, you say to yourself, well, it was so much cheaper before. If I just wait long enough, it's going to go down again. Without even considering what they're looking at as far as if it's an investment property, the impact of that low interest rate on the profit of that investment property, or if it's a personal home, um, the budget considerations and, and the, the value considerations. So they ignored it. So interest rates continued to rise. Not too long ago, probably oh, less than a year ago, you could get a five-year mortgage uh, for 5%. And people said, that's way too much. Can't do that. No. Because not too long ago, I could have gotten a five-year for three and a half. I'm going to wait and I'm going to stick with the variable. And sure enough, now a five-year mortgage is around 7% in Canada. In America, a 30 years around 8%. So the psychology of the mortgage business is really a curse for most people who aren't, shall we say, thinking beyond the emotions or savvy investors. That you look at the mortgage rate today of even 7% or 8% and you say, wow, that's so high. I would never consider that. But let's take a look at something else. So this past week, Mary and I went out to look at a, and I want to keep the names out of it because it's not relevant, but we went to look at a development that, that had two smaller homes on them, each one brand new oceanfront. I believe one was about six to 700 square feet, the other seven to 800 square feet, very small, used as Airbnbs. The idea being the company was uh, building these across the province and you could build one as an income property or as a second residence on your home because that's now legal in many municipalities in Nova Scotia. So we went to look at the properties, very nice, very, very high end uh, buildings, incredible construction quality, um, but it is what it is. Um, we started by driving by a fish plant down the road to, got, to get us to the oceanfront. So regardless of how beautiful the property is, in the back of your mind, you're still saying, I had to drive by a fish plant uh, 
you know, less than half a kilometer from the development. That's a little bit of trouble. But here's how it relates to our topic of this week. Uh, in Nova Scotia, you can, I, I subscribe to a service that lets me look at anything that's registered on any property, who owns it, you know, any mortgages, anything at all. So I had a look when we got back at the mortgage on the property. I first found out that they paid uh, to over $250,000 for four and a half acres. Way too overpriced in my opinion. My value on that would be less than 100 because of the fish plant. Um, I then looked at it and I opened up the mortgage and I was in shock. It was 10% plus prime. So currently it's anywhere from 15 to probably soon 18, 19. There, there are all kinds of formulas in the mortgage. And I thought back, if you listen to this podcast, you know, uh, one of my original podcasts you can listen to if you subscribe is what I call the ice cream company, where I was paying 22% in the midst of that ice cream failure that I still think about regularly. And it's very helpful. It's my MBA. I have many MBAs because of my failures. But it brought me back to the 1980s and 90s. This, this isn't, you would have to cash flow close to $200,000. It'd have to be a 20 cap to be able to meet those obligations, interest obligations and in principal. So you would be looking at 100% plus occupancy for 12 months out of the year on the ocean where it gets really cold right about November to about May. Now, I could be totally wrong People could, you know, make those payments and eventually pay it off and struggle and find. But why? Okay, the psychology of that. If you went to them and said, instead of 18%, here's a seven-year, five-year mortgage, here's, they would be all over it. And that's the psychology of mortgage rates. It's a comparison in our brain of the recency factor or the recent mortgage rates that were out there. And so if it goes the other way, um, if you do lock in and rates go down, you start feeling like, oh man, if I just waited, if I just waited, I could have got a better rate. And if rates go up, you start feeling like a genius, but it has nothing to do with your brain. Here's the deal. Look at a mortgage rate as a cost, just as you would heat, hydro, if you're, if you're buying on leverage. And you have to be able to meet that need and be left with a significantly helpful profit afterwards, or it's not a deal. When it comes to a personal residence, it's my opinion that the uh, fees you're paying to live there, including interest, has to be better or more favorable than renting a comparable building or else buying makes no sense. So it's a value proposition. Okay, so the psychology of mortgage rates has to do with your brain consciously comparing or subconsciously comparing the current rate that's in front of you to a previous one not so long ago. And so it really is irrelevant to any decision you're going to make at the time. It has nothing, the fact that mortgage rates today are 7% for a five year, say here in Canada, and they used to be 1.69 means nothing. What it does mean though, is that the property value for an investment property has to reflect that increase in, in interest rates, 
which it has not done yet. Uh, I think I've talked about the other day, I looked at a property, just drove by it and looked online and realized that the property, I think I talked about it, had, uh, or I wrote about it, I believe, the, the property had dropped from a one point, it was a duplex, 1.2 million down to 870,000. And for fun, I looked at that in my brain. I said, okay, what is the value of that property based on interest rates alone? Assuming everything else stays the same, it was priced when interest rates were about 2.5%. Interest rates are now 7%. The value of that building as an investment property today, based on interest rates to me, would be around $400,000. Forget replacement costs, forget location, forget everything other than revenue and cash flow. And they want 870 and they consider that a bargain because they've dropped it by 250000 Well, we have another 400000 to go before I'd even sniff. So you need discipline and you need to understand interest rates in the sense of as an expense. And you have to be aware of the psychology of mortgage rates or it will kill you. You will make mistakes. You will wait when you should lock in. And I think of the genius, and I use that, you know, in a silly way, the genius owners of large REITs or, or funds that invest in real estate who could make an extra half point or point by going variable when rates were 2%, you could lock in a 10 year at two and a half and are now selling properties to pay debt because they can't afford the variable mortgages. And I'm talking about killing properties as one. What a joke. Over a hundred million dollars in sales of great properties. They say they're not so great, but they're great properties and great locations because I've walked by them in Halifax and other parts because the idiots that they were decided they'd do variable mortgage and not lock them in. And it's happening all over the country. We see this in small and large and huge investors. And I've talked about discussions I had with people, you know, six months ago, one man running a $24 billion fund where he said, I didn't know what I was talking about when I told him it needed to be locked in. And he said, variables worked fine in the past. It'll work fine in the future. What an idiot. Now, let me tell you the following. As you know, I'm, I'm, Really, I wrote, wrote it in our book, and I've talked about it, and I'm not telling you to do it, but I've invested in European residential REIT. And it's also gotten caught up in the whole interest rate psychology of mortgage rates because people, the geniuses on, on, on Bay Street and who, who look at companies are saying, oh, my gosh, European residential REITs had mortgages in the 1.5% to 2% range, and they've refinanced long-term at 45 what a tragedy. And I say, you know, the psychology of mortgage rates is fitting into their brain and they're not aware of it because they think that's a horrible deal. They think four and a half percent is a horrible deal. Well, first of all, four and a half percent is still significantly profitable for the company. And secondly, the reason I invested in the company is because they don't do variable rates. They don't. And that's one of the reasons why I invest. But just look at the comparison. They're saying the psychology of mortgage rates is creeping up on them and they're not aware of it, these ex expert advisors, because they're just thinking about the two or the one and a half that, they're, that, that are now over. And they're looking at the four and a half and they're saying, well, that's a 100% increase in interest rate costs. That's right. Good for you. You can do the math. But it is profitable at four and a half. Forget the two and a half, 
look at the four and a half. And they say, well, when those come due in five years or whatever, the average weight, I think, to maturity is around five or four and a half. What will interest rates be? Well, we don't know. All we know is today, the psychology of mortgage rates is killing the ability of investors to see what's in front of them right now, today. All we know is about today. So it's a bit of a recency effect. It's not new, but I think it's simpler to talk about the psychology of mortgage rates for what they are. Don't get sucked in. It'll kill you. It'll kill your investments. It'll stop you from investing in great things. For example, if you have an opportunity to purchase a property that at a 7% mortgage, let's assume you're going to finance 80% of that property. It's a duplex and it's at 7%. And it's a 14 cap. Do the numbers. Are you profitable at 7% mortgage for five years? Significantly profitable cash flow. If you are, maybe it's something you need to look at. Don't shy away from an investment because of the mortgage rate. If you went to someone who's paying 18, 19% on a mortgage today, which some people are, hard to believe, but they are. And you said, we can lock it in for five years at seven. They would kiss the ground and you. That's the psychology of mortgage rates. Two years ago, they'd call you a criminal because they can get a rate for one and a half to two points, they would say. Today, you'd be their savior. I'm Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. Listen to our podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to Invest Like a Honeybee at Beehive. It's our weekly newsletter where I... I sort of talk about these topics in written format, very brief, brief sort of uh, situation. Um, and I'm working on them all the time. Some of them become topics for these podcasts where I can talk about them in um, sort of an extended way. You have an amazing and profitable week and I'll talk to you again next time.